Is there life after death? According to the Word of God, there is. Throughout Scripture, we see that God tells us that there is something after all of this, that there is a hope. Jesus spoke a lot about the resurrection, about the coming world, and about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And throughout, we are encouraged to live more for that life than for this life. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. Today we're going to be talking about the hope of the resurrection. In a world where there is so much pain and suffering and confusion and chaos, we desperately need something to look forward to. And the good news is that Jesus Christ offers the greatest hope anyone could ever have, the hope of the resurrection. We will all die someday, but if we put our complete trust on Him, we will be raised from the dead and live forever in an eternal place that God has prepared for those that love Him. There is a true hope in a perfect tomorrow through Jesus Christ. Today's message is inspired on Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 40. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, holy God, hallowed and glorified be your name. Blessed are you, O Lord God, for you are worthy to be praised and exalted. Thank you, O Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, for your grace. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the hope of eternal life that we have through him. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that through him we can be raised one day. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may always remember us in your mercy and in your grace, and that we need you, O Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, for your guidance. I pray, Heavenly Father, that we may be able to understand that hope that is above all hope. Heavenly Father, help us to understand that there is life, eternal life, through Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name, O Lord, forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's passage can be found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 20, verses 27 to 40. This is the word of the Lord. Then some of the Sadducees, who deny that there is a resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children. The second took her wife, and he died childless. Then the third took her, and in like manner the seven also, and they left no children and died. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. And those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die any more. For they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. For he is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that, they dared not question him anymore. Is there life after death? 
That is the big question. Is there something after all of this that we see today is done? The scriptures do say that the world is passing away and the lust of it. Everything that we see and experience today through our physical senses will all go away someday. The word of God refers to all of this as the corruptible or corruption. And what that means is that it is limited, changing, and that it will decay and fall apart. It all will decompose someday. And the word of God also says that the Lord will consume this present world with fire and create a new heaven and a new earth. And if we just pay attention, our own physical lives will end also. Everyone dies at some point without any exception. But the question still stands. Is there life after death? According to the word of God, there is. Throughout scripture, we see that God tells us that there is something after all of this, that there is a hope. Jesus spoke a lot about the resurrection, about the coming world, and about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And throughout, we are encouraged to live more for that life than for this life. One of the first places we can see this evidence that there is life after death is in Matthew chapter 17, where we see the following. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as a light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Moses and Elijah had existed hundreds of years before the Lord Jesus Christ was on this earth. And humanly speaking, it is impossible for these men to have lived for so long. So they died at some point and were raised up again and were before the presence of God. The Bible tells us that they are coming back again as the two witnesses mentioned in the book of Revelation. They will preach to the Jews in the end times to help them understand that Jesus was in fact the Christ, the Messiah, the only begotten Son of God. There is another passage in the Bible that shows that someone, Stephen, saw the Lord in heaven after he was resurrected from the dead. In Acts chapter 7, it tells us this, But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Stephen saw this revelation just before he was stoned to death. Now, there were other times in history where Jesus was involved with the resurrection of people, either directly, like the time he raised Lazarus from the dead, and when he was crucified. We read of the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11, where it says this, So when Jesus came, he found that he, Lazarus, had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is come into the world. 
And of course, if we read on, we would see that Jesus, in fact, raised Lazarus from the dead after being four days in a tomb. And in Matthew chapter 27, we see one of the greatest signs of who Jesus was and that he had the power to raise the dead through his own person. This is not spoken of very much for some reason, but it is one of the incredible occurrences of not just one person being raised from the dead, but actually many people at the same time. And it says this, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were regarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And so throughout Scripture, and especially involving the life of Jesus Christ, and the Lord himself showed clear evidence that resurrection is possible, and that there is life after death through the Lord, either physically or spiritually, meaning that people that had died physically are in the presence of God somewhere. And now, why is this important to us? Why is the resurrection so meaningful to us? Because it is the hope that we have that Christ will raise from the dead those that have received him and that we will live forever with the Lord. Through Christ, there can be a beginning with no end. There is actual immortality through faith in the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 to 22, the Apostle Paul wrote this so that we could all have this hope, where it says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen... Your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So you see, we have a hope, an eternal hope. This life is passing, and in this life, things are difficult. There is nothing perfect. There is pain and suffering and moments of sadness and so on. There are all of these feelings that occur as a result of the different harsh circumstances and situations we go through. And they are unavoidable here and now, whether they happen through our own doing or through things that are completely out of our control. And I'm not going to lie to you by telling you that the Christian life is easy or that all of your problems get resolved when coming to Christ because that is not what the Bible teaches. The Word of God says that we will have trials and tribulations, that we will face hardship in this present world, but we have a hope. We have something to look forward to, that all of this will in fact end someday. And praise be to God that those of us that love the Lord and follow Him faithfully, will receive the reward of eternal life. We have a hope that does not bring shame, but actually quite the contrary, that it gives us the heart and the will to deal with whatever we need to for the sake of the Lord, 
because there is something far greater waiting for us after we pass away. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it tells us this, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And also, what this means is that there are things prepared for those that love the Lord that are incomprehensible, so wonderfully difficult to explain and understand that the only way you know what it is like and that it will come true is through the revelation of the Holy Spirit when He comes by faith to live in our hearts, when we repent and convert from all of our sins and we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives. He reveals to us this truth, this future hope, that there is this incredible life after death and that we will be raised from the dead and to eternal life through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul is one of the few people in history that had the privilege of dying and coming back from this place that is so hard to explain. There was a moment when the Apostle Paul was stoned to death and then he came back to life after being left for dead. And he tells us this vision or experience he had during those moments where he saw things that can simply not be explained in our terms. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it tells us this, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know, or whether out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven, and I know a such a man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. And so at some point, and as some of us believe, when he died for this very short time, he did in fact experience through the Spirit this incredible place, this paradise where God and his kingdom are. The Apostle John was given an incredible vision while on the island of Patmos, while he was living in exile because of his faith in Christ. God revealed to John what this new heaven and new earth would be like, this hope that we have, that if we abide faithfully in the Lord, serving Him and loving Him, that we will be there also after enduring the judgment of God and being found worthy through the Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelations chapter 20, verse 11, through chapter 21, verse 5, it says this, Then I saw a great white throne and Him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down of, of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. 
God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor crying, nor sorrow. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. This is truly something that is more than worthwhile to live for and even to die for if it was necessary, because it is a perfect place where God will reward all of those who love him eternally and forever. We will all die someday, but we will be resurrected from the dead through the power of Jesus Christ so that we can attain this eternal reward that will last forever. There is immortality through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I hope that you are listening or asking yourself this question. How can I have this life after death? How can I live after dying in this world? What must I do to be saved? In John chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, we see the Lord himself giving this explanation to a Jewish ruler where it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. How can a person in fact be born again? How can one be born of water and the Spirit? In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. We also read this in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 15, where it says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent! and believe in the gospel. And so this being born of the water and of the spirit, this repenting and believing in the gospel consists of complete and total repentance and conversion from all sins. This is what the baptism of John the Baptist was all about, about total repentance and conversion, meaning a complete turning away from all sins. And being born of the spirit is adopting a complete faith in the one that has the power to raise the dead, in Jesus Christ, and in accepting and receiving him as the literal and effective Lord of your life. Jesus told his disciples and in turn left this written for us in John chapter 14, where it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it is also written in Romans chapter 10, but what does it say, meaning the scripture, the word of God? The word is near you, 
in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Salvation in Christ consists of being raised from the dead and living forever through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that can only happen when our sins are completely forgiven. And the only way our sins can be completely forgiven is when we repent and convert with everything we are and turn completely away from all sin. And of course, just as we read, that salvation occurs when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the only way you can attain the hope of the resurrection. I challenge you to make that decision today if you haven't already. Repent and convert from all your sin. Leave sin behind and make the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord so that he can raise you from the dead so you can live for all eternity and enjoy the wonderful things that God has prepared for those that truly love him above all things. The Lord Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through him. It is not true that there are many paths to the Father. There is only one, and Jesus Christ is it. We all may have different experiences as we live out our faith in Christ, but there is only one faith in Christ. There is no eternal life if a person puts their faith on anyone or anything else. And why does it have to be placed on Jesus Christ? Because he is the only resurrection in life. He is the only one capable of raising the dead, for he himself was also raised from the dead. But he is the only person in history with such power. He has the power to forgive sins and to give eternal life. No one else has this power. Prophet Muhammad is in a grave somewhere. Buddha also lived and died at some point and is now waiting for that eternal judgment. There is no other faith, no other belief and or religion that has a proven way to make the eternal resurrection possible. Only Jesus Christ has that power. And so it is necessary to put our faith fully and completely solely on him if we want to be raised from the dead, if we want the hope of the resurrection to become a reality for us. There is no other way. The good news is that it is simple. And as we have explained before, if you haven't done this yet, it is very easy, so easy that a child can do it. In fact, Jesus said that we must become like children if we want to enter the kingdom of God. What you need to do is to repent and convert from all your sins, not just from some of your sins, but from all of your sins. You can't do this without any doubt in your heart. You need to turn away from all of your sins so that God can in fact forgive you through Jesus Christ. And you need to believe through and through with all of your heart that Jesus Christ died for you and that he was raised from the dead at the third day. And you need to confess him, to receive him as the effective and literal Lord of your life. He needs to be the one that effectively guides you every step of the way forever. And this makes sense because if we want what he has to offer, then we need to do as he says. He is the example of life after death. He died on the cross but God the Father raised him from the dead so he could be the first of many. Do these things being completely convinced and you too will also have 
the hope of the resurrection and that one day God will raise you from the dead so that you can live forever in a perfect place that we cannot even imagine. Let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you, O God, for the hope that we have. Thank you, Heavenly Father, the way that you have made through your Son. Thank you, O Lord, for loving us so much. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for not rewarding us according to our sins. We deserve to die. We deserve to be exiled forever from your kingdom. But you are so good to us. Thank you, O Lord, for the opportunity of salvation. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that is listening to this message. If they have not yet made that decision to receive Jesus Christ, to turn away from all of their sins, I pray, Heavenly Father, that they may be able to do so right now, that they might be able to repent and convert from all of their sins, that they might turn with all of their hearts to you, and that they might believe with all of their heart that Jesus is the Lord, that he is God, that he died on the cross, and that you, Father, raised him from the dead so that we could be saved, so that if we put our life and our trust in him, we too can be saved. We too can be raised from the dead. We could have the hope of the resurrection. Heavenly Father, I pray, O oh God, that you help us to take this salvation, to value it, and to honor and follow you, Lord God, for you alone are worthy to be praised. Blessed are you, O Lord, Heavenly Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.